Hey everybody, this is Clover Chat, brought to you by the University of Minnesota Extension and the Minnesota 4-H State Ambassadors. We have started this podcast to showcase all the great things 4-H has to offer. Our podcast will include stories from Minnesota 4-H members, information about 4-H opportunities, and we will also hear from some 4-H experts. Hello, Clover Chat. My name is Hope, and I'm a Minnesota 4-H State Ambassador. And today I'll be making my debut um, on the podcast and hosting today's episode on the Dan Patch program. So I'm here with the top three award winners from this year's Dan Patch program, um, and I'll have them introduce themselves. So go for it. Hi, my name's Cassidy. I'm from Washington County, and I was the 2021 Dan Patch Award winner. Hello, everyone. I'm Paige. I'm also from Washington County, and I was the 2021 first runner-up. Hello, everyone. I'm Caleb from Chippewa County, and I was this year 2021 second runner-up. Which is awesome. So now I'm going to ask them some questions because I don't really know too much about the Dan Patch program. So I'm going to ask them some questions to find out more about the program. So first of all, I'm going to ask Caleb, what is the Dan Patch program and like what's its history? Yeah, so the Dan Patch program um, is a program that's based strictly in Minnesota, um, based off of a little bit of history of it, is on a famous racehorse. Um, when the racehorse was uh, young, they actually didn't think he was going to live. And so the Dan Patch program is about overcoming challenges um, based on your lead, learn, and service aspects of what you've done in and out of forage in, and in the community on a um, club, county, state, and national level. Um, so it's about celebrating and talking about the challenge that you've overcome, what you've learned from them, and how you're moving forward with them. Well, that sounds pretty awesome to me. So Paige or Cassie, do you guys have anything you want to add on to what Caleb said? I think that covers it pretty well. Um, it is a great opportunity for youth in Minnesota for a Choice program just to showcase what they've been doing and how they've been active in their own community and the community of the horse program and project um, and to really highlight the excellence of our programming. Uh, that was Paige, by the way, and that was great um, addition to what Caleb said. Um, so since this award centers around um, learning leadership and service within the Minnesota 4-H project, do any of you guys want to talk uh, more about that and dive deeper into those three kind of pillars of the horse project? Sure. So I think I'll start out with the learning component. Basically, to me, the learning component is really important just because you can showcase um, different things that you've learned inside and outside of 4-H. So whether that's in school or in the different uh, 4-H projects that you participate in, um, it's a really just good way to like showcase what you do and like how you have grown, I guess, throughout the years. Great. That was awesome, Cassidy. Um, Paige, would you like to talk about the leadership aspect? I would love to. So the leadership aspect is really to highlight your progression of, you know, how you first started to explore leadership and then how you have grown on that leadership and then where you are now and how you are leading within your not only the community of the Minnesota Forage Horse Project, so say at the county level, that could be um, being a counselor at your local horse camp or even up to the state level, 
being involved with the State Horse Project Development Committee or PDC. Um, so it's showing that leadership that you have shown within that as well as your community outside of the horse project. So say you're a club officer um, in your 4-H club or even you're involved in clubs at school in leadership positions. Um, and those don't necessarily need to be titles, but just how you have grown as a leader and how you've used the leadership skills you have gained in order to benefit your community and the community created throughout the Minnesota Forage Horse Project. Great, Paige. Um, Kayla, would you like to talk about the service aspect? Yeah, so when most people think of serve, they think of spending time at like a soup kitchen, serving food. That is an example of service, but service really ties in a lot into leadership. Um, service can also look like um, spending time mentoring someone. You're giving them a service, you're providing them something that's going to help further them for the future. Um, so service is a really big part of it because it takes everything you've learned, all that you've done leading and ties it all together. Um, this is something the program's really starting to emphasize more on now is a service. How can you take what you've learned? How can you lead someone through doing this to make an impact on your community or community? And this can be done in various ways um, from helping out. And so when they look at the program, they take everything you've done on the community level, whether it is volunteering at a soup kitchen, going to another state for a special needs camp, um, but also serving in your club, 4-H club on the county, state, and if you volunteered at a national level, even that, that counts as service. So that's kind of what they look for when they're looking into the service. Okay, now that we talked about kind of the uh, core parts of the Dan Patch program um, and what is their um, significance behind them, we're gonna talk about the application process. So you three, what is the application process like? Yeah, so when you look at the application process, the Dan Patch program is, has two phases and is actually split up into two different sections. So the two different sections are what is called youth leadership, and that's from grades six to nine, and then the actual Dan Patch program, which is grades 10 through 13. And the two phases are, uh, I'll talk about the first phase, which is a writing portion. Um, the writing portion, the youth leadership do. Um, they write a cover letter, a two-page resume on lead, learn, and service. And then they go and they write an eight-page portfolio based on their um, things that they participate in, in lead, learn, and serve. And then I will let Paige talk about the next phase of that. For sure. So phase two consists of the top 20 scoring participants from phase one within the Dan Patch aspect. The youth leadership participants, they don't participate in phase two. Their competition is done after phase one. So those top 20 participants will all meet together. In my past, two, the two years I have participated in the program has both been virtually, but normally it is in person. So we'll all meet in one place or at one time and then go through a series of three separate components. So those three components are a presentation that is pre-prepared, a team problem, and a personal interview. So those three components, the presentation has to be on a horse-related topic. The team problem also centers around a horse-related topic. For those of you who have participated in hypology, it is similar to the team problem there. And then the personal interview really is just to expand on your resume and your portfolio and see how you can elaborate on what you wrote there and how you can elaborate on 
your personal experiences with learning leadership and service. And I will turn it over to Cassie to talk about the what happens to the top 10 Dan Patrick participants from the phase two. Perfect. So after phase two, the top 10 Dan Patch individuals, as well as the top 10 youth leadership individuals all receive a trip to the state 4-H horse show where they get to keep their horses stalled in the center aisle of the horse barn. Now for Dan Patch, um, there are a couple of responsibilities that come with showing your horse at the uh, horse show. Um, one of which includes just working together as a team to make sure that the aisle stays clean and tidy because you are in the center and you are representing basically the entire um, horse program for this state. As well as getting to stall your horses in the center aisle, you get to participate in the grand entry that happens at every 4-H state horse show. Um, the winners get to carry the American flag and the state flag and everybody else gets a little 4-H flag that they go in, you practice one, one night, I believe the night before, and then you get to do the real thing the next day. And it's just super exciting. And you get to come together as a team and bond with all the other um, top 10 finalists and youth leadership finalists. And it's just super exciting and a fun time. Well, that sounds very extensive, but very rewarding. Um, so why did you three choose to apply? So along with the benefits, um, like Cassie said, so what draws a lot of people to start applying, it drew me, is the free trip to state horse show if you do win a trip. Um, so that's what started out me. Um, and actually my other two siblings were in Dan Patch as well. And that's what drew us originally. But then after you get in the program for a year or two, you start to really enjoy the process. Um, not only the writing aspect, but learning how to write a resume and portfolio and cover letter, but also all the other facets that go into it, especially in the phase two to prepare you for a job um, and really learning to love to lead, love to serve and loving to continue to learn. That's why I continue to do the Dan Patch program. All right. So building off of what Caleb said, I think initially what really drew me in was the fact that you basically, if you get top 10, you get a state trip. And yeah, I just, that sounded cool to me. So um, but after I kind of started the whole process, um, my first year doing it, I didn't end up getting top 10, but I really enjoyed just the entire process of building that resume and everything else and getting to reflect on everything that I have accomplished throughout my years in 4-H, I think was just a really cool experience just to see like, wow, I actually did some of these things. Uh, it's kind of crazy, honestly, too. Um, and then I applied again the next year and being able to make the friends that I have just because of the Dan Patch program and getting to meet all the new people. And again, just like building off of previous experiences and all that, I think is just really rewarding. Um, I felt that I was like super involved in the horse project. So I wanted to like dive a little deeper into that and like kind of showcase some of the things that I did which was also just like a really rewarding experience in my opinion. Yeah, I would really like to echo the reward of reflecting on my time in 4-H and the horse pro project, because that's one of the really neat things I found, find within the program is seeing that, especially for me over the two years I applied, that seeing the change 
and how much I had to edit because of how much I did in that year. Um, I thought that was really cool. Why I initially applied um, was mainly because I wanted to work on my resume and my writing skills um, because I knew that having that resume and writing that portfolio were super critical life skills when it came to the college application process, jobs in the future, all of that. Same with the interview, um, same with the team problem and the presentation. I saw a lot of benefits of practicing those in a more or less um, low impact environment, whereas I wasn't risking getting a job by if I messed up. I thought that it created a really safe space to practice those life skills with a lot of really unique rewards that you don't see with a lot of other programs um, and a lot of super cool experiences attached to those. So that was why I initially applied and then I kept coming back. I keep going back because of the reward of seeing what I've done. All right. So do you three have any advice for those who are interested in applying for the Dan Patch program? Yeah, so I think that um, one piece of advice that I have is just don't get discouraged if you end up not making it to phase two, purely because you do still gain something from that. You gain those abilities to then write a resume and write a portfolio and just watch yourself grow and you can use those skills to then apply again the next year after that. So just keep your like keep your hopes up, I guess. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, My biggest piece of advice within the application itself is to be yourself. Don't try to spin your voice in a way that you think um, the people, the judges reading will enjoy. Don't try to present yourself in the interview as someone you're not. Um, Don't try to, don't try to be who you think you should be. Just be yourself admittedly I'm not the best at presentations so for me I have to consciously think remind myself hey I need to think about having my own voice and being authentic to myself and not trying to fit the mold of what I think I should be like and that has benefited me especially between the two years that I did the program because I saw my scores go up um, in that category specifically so that would be my biggest piece of advice in addition to make sure you have someone else read over your writing before you submit it just in case you got too carried away in your own voice and accidentally added too many exclamation points or used the same word four sentences in a row multiple times um to just have that second eye but also stay true to yourself yeah those are two really good um points that those two brought up um another important part of advice i think is as you're going through the damp patch process realize as you're going through and writing, they're asking you to essentially brag about yourself, which is really hard to do for anyone. But look beyond beyond yourself and beyond the whole Dan Patch program. Um, really look at what in a whole 4-H has given you. 4-H is an amazing program, and I hope it will continue to be one. And it's for the future youth to make that impact. And that's what the Dan Patch program is building. And so look beyond Dan Patch. Um, you know, look into the community. Community, how you're going to reach out. Um, keep expanding yourself, because while you're doing that to grow yourself, you're going to grow your Dan Patch resume. Um, lean, learn, lead, serve, and take every opportunity. Stay 
lean on the edge of always saying yes to something rather than no, because you don't get anywhere in life if you say no to everything. Um, and the big thing is, like Paige said, be yourself and don't try and mimic the person who won it last year or um, someone who you think is. You're each your own person. If you try and do that, you're bound to fail. So, and that's not what we want for the future youth and the future of 4-H and the future leaders um, of tomorrow. So that's my biggest piece of advice for everyone who's looking to do the impatch program and a program like it. Thank you three so much. That was great advice for people that would like to apply. Um, so kind of to wrap up, um, wrap up our podcast today, I was just going to ask each of you three, what is your favorite state show or Dan Patch memory? Yeah, for sure. One of my favorite memories is actually from this past state horse show during Grand Entry. So during Grand Entry, the Dan Patch winner, as well as the first and second runners up are the ones who lead Grand Entry. And this year, we, this past year, we were also joined with the 2020 Dan Patch winner. Um, since there was not a state show that year. So we were, I was riding my horse next to my partner and we were going along and we were leading the crowd. So we had to be pretty aware of where all the rest of the horses in the arena were and kind of what was happening. So I was, I remember I looked at, looked to my right, saw the arena, everything looked okay. Everything was going well. And then I looked back straight and suddenly there was a member of the crowd getting into the arena this is probably within 30 seconds come coming into the arena from the door in the wall and it was someone i knew from my time in 4-h growing up and i looked back to where he was walking into the arena in the middle of like 80 some horses and i realized that there was one of our county flag bearers um having a lot of trouble with his horse he, like he dropped his flag and then the horse was scared of the flag and so we're all riding along and this man older man that we all know we all we've all had experiences with him um comes into the arena and he picks up the flag helps the kid get back on his horse make sure everything is okay and we were all just flabbergasted because who would be crazy enough to go into the arena in the middle of 80 some horses but no it just really showed that really strong community within the horse project and how we want to see everyone succeed um and how the adults are willing to help the youth succeed, even by putting themselves at a decent amount of risk and surprising all of us on horseback and at least giving my partner um, and I, as we're riding side by side, we, we both had a mild heart attack when that happened because we were just not, not prepared to see that. I thought that was kind of a, that was probably one of my favorite memories from the state horse show this past year. Yeah, um, my favorite memory from State Horse Show is also this from this past year, and it also happens to be from Grand Entry as well. So <laughs> my horse, as high strung as she can be, she was not having it in the arena, and she was doing little, like, she was just dancing everywhere. Uh, and I just remember, like, looking over at the person riding next to me, 
and his horse is completely fine. So Caleb was riding next to me and his horse is completely fine. And my horse is freaking out because it's like the flags and all the other horses in the arena. It was crazy. I just thought it was so funny. I'm sitting there trying to be positive while my horse is like having a little fit. And oh, it was it was fun. Those two stories from the past years are probably my top two. Um, so I'll have to come up with another third one. And so I think one of the, it's not necessarily funny, but it's more about the impact that it has. Um, and this past year was the 50th anniversary of Minnesota State Horse Show and the Dan Patch program. And they had the very first Dan Patch um, winner come and uh, she is quite old now. And so she was quite hilarious um, hearing her, all of her experience um, over the past few years, the impact that she has and the many generations that the Dan Patch program affected. And that's probably one of my fondest memories um, from this past year, um, seeing the impact that uh, everyone has had on her. Thank you guys so much. Um, those memories sound like like the type of memories that you like hold on to forever, you know, like other 4-H memories. Um, I've never been involved in the State Horse Show, but all that sounds really fun and really awesome. So um, we're kind of done now. It's kind of a wrap-up um, portion for the end of our show here. Um, does one of you guys want to talk about how people can apply if they want to? Yeah, so um, the, the Dan Patch program, um, the best resource is people. So if you know someone who knows about the Dan Patch program, ask them about it. They'd love to let you know about it. Um, however, if you don't know anyone, um, if you go on to the University of Minnesota Horse Project site, um, you can find all the information there under scholarships. Um, one more benefit that we forgot to talk to about the Dan Patch program is it also has a scholarship attached to the winner. Um, it's a $500 scholarship. And so if you go under scholarships, um, in the website, you can scroll down to the damn patch. There's an application sheet there that, uh, that you can print off and submit along with your first phase um, resume, portfolio, and cover letter. And also information to ask someone about more information if you need to. There's numbers on there as well. All right. Thank you so much, Caleb. That'll be very helpful. Um, so I want to thank our audience for tuning into Clover Chat tonight. Um, if there's a topic you'd like to hear the state ambassadors kind of chat about, email mn4h-stateambiadvisors at umnedu. Clover Chat is sponsored by the number four, the letter H, and the color green. See you next time. Thank you. 4-H is a youth development program of the University of Minnesota Extension. It is available for youth in kindergarten through one year after high school. 4-Hers participate in hands-on learning experiences in STEM, leadership and civic engagement, animal science, creative arts, and much more. To learn more about Minnesota 4-H, visit z.umn.edu slash 4-H.